Georgia State defensive line transfer Jeffrey Clark is going to help the Louisville Cardinals defense in a variety of different ways. We'll talk about that on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcement work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the show is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. As I mentioned in the opener, Georgia State defensive lineman Jeffrey Clark has announced that he will be transferring to Louisville. We'll talk about the variety of ways that he will help the Cardinals' defense next fall. We'll also uh, talk about the Flyville 24 class. Three-star prospect Rashawn Clark has scheduled an official visit to Louisville for June, and there's a possible official visit in the works for teammate of TJ Capers, four-star defensive end Dylan Stevenson. So, um, a lot of football talk, obviously, on today's episode of the show. Jeff Brom and company continue to do big-time things in the transfer portal. As a matter of fact, tomorrow's episode is going to be about talking about whether or not Jeff Brom is the 2023 college football transfer portal king, like I said on tomorrow's episode of the show. But the most recent commitment for the program, Jeffrey Clark, defensive lineman from Georgia State, um, visited the program uh, after entering the portal, I think in he either entered it in March or April, but he visited the program just a couple weeks ago. And he was a name that many were told to keep an eye on. And a couple days ago, he ends up making the pledge and will be transferring to Louisville. Um, looking at what he did for the Panthers. Over his career, um, he played three seasons and had 26 tackles in 2020, 27 tackles in 2021, but really started to take the next step forward this past season. Had career highs, not only in total tackles, but um, sacks and um, assisted tackles as well. He had 39 total tackles, 12 solo, 27 assisted, to go along with four and a half sacks. Um, he comes to Louisville having, I think it's, what was that, five and a half, eight, nine sacks. So he has nine total sacks, I think. No. Yes. I can't do math. Um, it goes to show you I was never the... Best math student, but nonetheless, six foot, two hundred and seventy six pound native of Powder Springs, Georgia, on his way to Louisville. Um, so I believe it's to my knowledge that he has two years of eligibility remaining with the Cardinals program. So I think he, what he brings to the table is going to help Louisville in a handful of different ways. Um, what I will say is I've seen one thing talked about, and that is his lack of height. Uh, listed as six foot, some believe he's five eleven. Um, so there is some concern as to whether that lack of size is going to hinder what he's able to do at the power five level. And I think my answer to that is let's just wait and see 
what happens. Um, I, I do think having that productive, um, you know, repertoire behind his game, um, you know, that he can, you know, point to saying, well, I might not necessarily be the biggest guy, but look at what I was able to do. Obviously, every player that comes from a mid-major conference joining a Power 5 team, there is some questions as to whether or not they're going to be able to, um, you know, translate that skill set over to a higher level of competition, whether or not they're going to be able to be a standout at the higher level. So, I think not only is that a question for Jeffrey Clark, but it's also a question for all of the other players that are coming from uh, mid-major places, you know, so I don't necessarily think it's all, you know, just about, you know, concerns over Jeffrey Clark, but nonetheless, I think that he's going to play a role in some capacity for this team next fall. He brings veteran leadership. He brings that experience uh, to a defensive line room that has been addressed. Jeff Brom and company have done a great job of addressing the trenches on both sides of the football. Um, for this episode, specifically the defensive line, going out and getting a guy or getting guys like Stephen Heron, Rodney McGraw, um, you know, so on and so forth. Um, the players that they got in high school class, William Wu Spencer, Micah Carter, Sadiq Clements, three players from the state of Kentucky. So, um, You've done a really good job of addressing depth. You've added some starters for next year. Um, the question is, well, how's he going to help this team if you have sort of a log-jammed room at the defensive line? Well, I think a couple ways. Number one is I think he's a pretty solid pass rusher. I think, obviously, he can defend the run as well, but I think the best thing about his game is the ability to get after the passer. So, um, I think that in passing down situations, he gives you a solid option. You know, in the two deep, I'm not necessarily sure that he's going to be an every down starter because you have guys like Des Tell, uh, you have Jared Dawson, you have Toffee Thomas. I think that those three are probably going to be in, you know, primary contention to, um, you know, start at the uh, or on the interior of the defensive line for Louisville, who now has a. 4-2-5 base package, um, so a little bit different from the 3-4 that we're used to seeing Louisville run out there over the past couple of years under Scott Satterfield and Brian Brown. So um, it'll be interesting to see whether or not that plays more to Jeffrey Clark's advantage with there being more opportunities to uh, play on the interior. I think he's going to be probably playing on the interior more than on the outside. Um, and if that's the case, well, I think that utilizing him in passing down situations is definitely a luxury for the Louisville Cardinals to have next season. Um, not only that, you have that experience in the two deep, but also very versatile player. Jeffrey Clark played uh, both on the interior and also outside. He's got the skill set to play the three tech uh, defensive tackle, but also as a defensive end as well. The former two-star recruit uh, played both for the Panthers over his career um, with Georgia State. So that's one thing to look at. Obviously, I think, you know, you have your starters. You have Ashton Gelati. You have Stephen Heron. You have the guys on the interior, Toffee Thomas, uh, Des Tell, Jared Dawson, per, or potentially Jermaine Lole. I know that there has been some um, rumors that Lole is injured again. I'm, I can't necessarily confirm that at this point in time because I don't know. But if that's the case, then that is a big blow. And I think this addition would make that much more sense if that is the case because, you know, you go out and you address depth. Although I think that Louisville's done that, I do think that with one of the remaining scholarships, it does make sense to go after a defensive lineman because 
you did a great job in the Flyville class or Flyville 23 class. You got Micah Carter, you got Sadiq Clements, you got Wu Spencer. All three were late additions to the class, um, you know, thanks to Brahm and company. Um, but this way, you know, you add a player that is experienced. And if one of those three freshmen are, you know, looking to play a decent amount of snaps and they crack their way into the two deep, so be it. That probably is great news for Louisville. Um, but this addition, I think, gives you the luxury to not have to force them to go out there early on and, you know, get a substantial role. You give them the time to develop into that role, um, you know, get acclimated with the playbook, with the college game, with the scheme, um, you know, to start to develop like we mentioned. And then, you know, in the future, you're looking at, um, you know, having those guys be a big part of this rotation. But as of right now, I think adding Jeffrey Clark um, is just the insurance that you're looking for amongst the defensive line. You know, we talked about, you know, there's not really a, a true need for Louisville outside of maybe tight end, but we're not going to get into that at, at this point in time. Defensively speaking, I mean, Louisville's done a good job of, you know, making sure the needs were filled, and they did that. On the edge, they brought in Stephen Heron. Um, you bring in a guy like Rodney McGraw from Penn State um, who could potentially see some solid snaps in the fall, and then, you know, you definitely address the secondary. You added a linebacker into the transfer or from the transfer portal onto this team. Um, so it makes you wonder, you know, how do you fill the remaining spots? Well, at this point in time, it's just kind of wherever you see fit. And if there is issue with, you know, an injury with Jermaine Lowley, I think that this makes way too much sense for Louisville to add a guy that you can rely on that has three years of, of, of a body of work to his uh, resume not only that, you have the versatility to put him on the outside rushing the passer, you know, have him rushing the passer from the inside, um, so on and so forth. So, I mean, I, I mean, this is an addition that I, I don't necessarily know that it raises the overall ceiling of this defense, but we've seen time and time again having valuable depth is such a luxury to have. Honestly, I don't even know that you can consider it a luxury. I think you almost have to consider it a necessity. Um, you know, for a team that's looking to maximize uh, a solid offseason along with uh, a weaker schedule in 2023, that is the Louisville Cardinals. So, um, like I mentioned, tomorrow's episode is going to be all about Jeff Brom being the portal king. So definitely be sure to tune into that. But for the remainder of the show, we're going to talk about Flyville 24. We've... Um, over the past week or so, we talked about players that are going to be making official visits to Louisville beginning this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk um, about Rashawn Clark and Dylan Stevenson in this regard. Um, Rashawn Clark, three-star prospect that will be uh, visiting the campus on June 16th weekend. We'll talk about that here in just a second as we talk about our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all of the sugar and calories, then you need to try the best-tasting protein bar ever. It's built. It's the best of both worlds. Not only is it covered in 100% real chocolate, so they taste like candy bars, but guess what? They have all of the healthy benefits of a protein bar. And if you don't believe me, you can go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart, and see it for yourself. Like I said, almost seems too good to be true. 
And that's why Built is head and shoulders above every other protein bar out there. Um, not only do they have a wide variety of flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream, but the accessibility and availability has never been better than it is now. Usually you've had to get them at Built.com, but if you go to Walmart, you can go to the pharmacy section, get a 13-bar box. Or if you are more of a Sam's Club person, you can go to Sam's Club and get – I'm sorry, you can go to Walmart and get a four-bar box. Um, and then Sam's Club is where the 13-bar box is, so you have some variety there. But Built.com, great opportunities happening at Built. You can thank me later. All right, so heading on into the second segment of the show, discussing Flyville 24. Sorry about that. Um, more prospects have announced that they will be making official visits to Louisville in the month of June. One that we're going to talk about here in the second segment, Rashawn Clark from Washington State has scheduled an official visit to the Cardinals for the weekend of June 16th. Clark is a player that we have talked about, um, I believe, a couple months ago. A player that is one of the best two-way players in the country, plays receiver, plays defensive back, six foot, 180-pound native of Federal Way, Washington. Um, Louisville is competing with a ton of West Coast schools in this recruitment. Um, the Cardinals offered him back on April 1st, and they will now get the first official visit for Clark, um, and then the weekend after that, he will be visiting California. So looking at the offer sheet here, like I mentioned, a ton of West Coast flavor, California, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Arizona, Colorado offered right before Louisville did Washington State. Um, you also have offers from Michigan State, Georgia Tech, Mississippi State, Nevada, and more. So um, pretty solid prospect. Uh, just inside of the top 600, he's ranked as the 599th best player, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, 58th best athlete, and 9th best prospect in the state of Washington. Um, he's actually a four-star level prospect, according to 24-7 Sports, so heck, we might as well just go with that, uh, 27th best athlete. But Rashawn Clark is one of the most dynamic playmakers in all of the 2024 class um like i mentioned i think that one of the reasons why this stands out on paper is that we've seen um or let me let me start by saying this when jeff brom got hired and even over the past couple months we talked about geographical um you know areas that brom is trying to target obviously you have the local aspect so the kentuckiana area ohio missouri Illinois, Tennessee. You also have um, the California area, which doesn't seem like it's it's a big aspect of the 2024 class, but um, Louisville's trying to create pipelines down into Texas, down into Alabama, Mississippi. Florida has um, you know already seen a couple of the Sunshine State recruits commit to Louisville. Um, Georgia, the Carolinas, so on and so forth. And I think that what we're starting to see, that as much as Brahm is trying to target things geographically, make no mistake about it, this is a national recruiting style that Brahm is utilizing, even more so than we saw um, really over the past decade for sure. Um, you know, I think that Scott Satterfield kind of had his area that he liked to go to on the East Coast. Um, and then obviously California as well in the 2023 class. Uh, Bobby Petrino had a little bit 
of a larger, um, you know, geological footprint in terms of recruiting. But Jeff Brom has already shown that, you know, we're going to go coast to coast. And, you know, Jason Brown is a player from, um, you know, Washington that has been on campus, a highly rated running back. Um, but here's another one for the Louisville Cardinals that's going to be on campus. That's Rashawn Clark, like I mentioned, from uh, the West Coast. So obviously West Coast recruitments are pretty tough to win because, and I guess you could say it's tough to take any prospect out of a geographical area and have them go all the way across the country to where the only way to get home is about a four, three and a half, four, four and a half hour plane ride. Um, so you have to look at that. But nonetheless, Rashawn Clark and what he's able to bring on the football field is extremely interesting because I think it's up in the air as to what his projection is at the next level is he a wide receiver is he a defensive back that's the question that needs to be answered um i want to read you this excerpt from brandon huffman uh 24 7 sports national recruiting editor he projects him as a power five starter he says clark is one of the two or one of the top two-way prospects in the state regardless of class he has power five offers for both cornerback and receiver he's rated as an athlete and while we think he's got more upside on defense his heart is on offense whichever side of the ball he ends up playing he will impact the game he's also a good returner a player who can use his speed and vision to break off long runs as a receiver he's a natural pass catcher and probably projects best inside as a slot but could split out wide two depending on the offense defensively he has some of the best ball skills of any defender in the class and plays with a nice physical edge to him not afraid to initiate contact at all um we talked about you know nicholas rodriguez being one of my favorite prospects in the class one of my favorite targets that wolf was going after rashawn clark also is in that conversation i think that the versatility here is extremely intriguing i am so very interested to see what Jeff Brom has envisioned for a player like Rashawn Clark. Because if you're if his heart's on offense and you're Jeff Brom, you're saying, well, look at what I've been able to do with versatile players on my offense. Um, Charlie Jones, uh, David Bell, Rondell Moore. Um, the list goes on, and I think that's something you can show Rashawn Clark. Like, look, look at what I'm able to do if your heart's you know, set on, you know, being on offense and in the return game. Well, here's what we have envisioned for you in this offense that is extremely electric and allows for players of your uh, caliber to, you know, succeed pretty heavily. But defensively, um, if, you know, we project to see you more as a defensive back, well, we have a system now that utilizes the versatility of that to where we feel like, you know, your ball skills and your ability to use your athleticism and your explosiveness, not only as a cornerback, but maybe on the inside as well, we think we can utilize that versatility to our advantage. So um, this is one of those recruits that when you watch the film, potentially it, it might be a, you know, a result of maybe not necessarily playing the best competition. I'm not necessarily sure what the competition is like in that part of Washington. Um, but it seems like, uh, you know, there's some pretty solid schools after Clark, mainly on that West Coast. So that does make you wonder, um, you know, why are there not more East Coast schools trying to get involved? Is it a matter of, you know, continuing to try to do your due diligence in terms of scouting, whatever it may be. But Rashawn Clark getting onto Louisville's campus for an official visit. He already made an uh, unofficial visit in the spring. 
I think it's definitely something to look forward to. And hopefully this is one that, you know, uh, Wobble can make a lasting impact where maybe he doesn't take some of those official visits that he might have planned for later on in June, July, and potentially August. So, um, but one recruitment to watch for. Another one that we've been talking about for the past couple months, teammate of TJ Capers, that's four-star edge rusher Dylan Stevenson, has a visit to Louisville, quote-unquote, in the works. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Before we do that, I want to say thank you all again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast, free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team. Every day, I'd also be remiss if I didn't if I didn't give a shout out to my guy Kevin L1C for the arts for the incredible Louisville Love hoodie. If you followed this show, watch it on YouTube. You've seen me wear it before. Um, it's comfortable, and I love to wear it all the time. So be sure to check out his Twitter and his Facebook to order some glorious Cardinals merch for a very very reasonable price. So. Um, but heading on into the final segment, Dylan Stevenson, four-star edge rusher from Miami, teammate of current Cardinals commitment, TJ Capers. Um, he has some visits lined up. Um, he's going to be making official visits to Florida State, Illinois, Stanford. But he has said that he's going to be looking at taking a visit to Louisville in an article from Jody Demling of Cardinal Authority, the 24-7 Sports Louisville site. He says this. Here's a couple quotes. I have more on the way, Stevenson said. Um, let's see. There is more than just that, correct? He says that he is working on making an official visit to Louisville's campus next month. Um, now, TJ Capers will be taking an official visit to Louisville on June 16th, the same weekend that Rashawn Clark will be here. So that makes you wonder, is this going to be something that Dylan Stevenson could uh, end up on campus with him? Or, you know, I know that Dalen Russell, a guy that Louisville had been um, interested in, who just committed to Miami, another teammate of um, TJ Capers, also believed to possibly be making a visit. But there is a crystal ball projection for Stevenson for Florida State. Florida State definitely is going to be the top school to compete with in this recruitment, which makes a lot of sense. In-state powerhouse that recruits really, really well in the Sunshine State. But Dylan Stevenson, uh, 6'4", edge rusher, ranked 158th in the class, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, 13th best edge rusher, 26th best prospect in the state of Florida. According to Andrew Ivins, the director of scouting of 24-7 Sports, he says that he's a long-limbed pass rusher with developmental upside measurements, haven't been verified in a while, but believed to be over 6'4", north of 225. More of a finesse player right now. That's at his best while he's running the arc as he can shift his weight and maneuver his way around opponents. But he has some experience working with his hand in the dirt, but tends to generate more successful operating out wide in a two-point stance. Casts a wide net um, as an open field tackler, but must get better at setting the edge and anchoring against the run. Got varsity snaps in middle school, earned a spot on the Max Prep sophomore All-America team defense. Um, uh, didn't generate as many... Um, negative plays as an 11th grader, but showed um, that he could be a potential multiple year contributor at the power five level. Also is um, a member of the track team in high school um, and had a very, very solid season nonetheless, but Florida state seems to be the program to look for here. If Louisville can get him on a visit, I think that you at least have a fighting chance, but 
I think if it doesn't happen, I think the possibilities um, become that less likely. I think that it's all about getting players on official visits um, with guys that are very, very highly rated. Ulvis have a lot of success um, closing commitments when they've gotten players on campus for officials. Um, it's not a hundred percent success rate, but it's a lot higher than if a player doesn't make an official visit. So, um, I, I think the writing is on the wall here. If he does visit Louisville, um, who knows what could happen, but you're in a, it, it may be a decent spot. However, the issue for me is that, um, June 23rd is his scheduled official visit to Florida State. And I think that that is something that you have to circle, sort of with Rashawn Clark having a visit to um, California for the weekend after the Louisville visit. But I understand both sides of the argument. You know, you want to get that first official visit because, you know, you don't want to lose any ground and risk a player making a commitment to a certain program. But there's also the reality that if a player doesn't commit to you and he's going to another program the next week, um, you know, you may have missed out on a certain player. So, I, I mean, it all depends on how the visit goes. Um, TJ Caper is going to be on campus for that weekend uh, more um, highly rated guys as well. The month of June is shaping up to be extremely notable and significant for the global football recruiting department. So uh, something to look forward to. But like I mentioned, we're going to continue to cover this month recruiting as the news comes out, as more players announce that they will be taking official visits. So that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. As I mentioned tomorrow, it's all about talking about Jeff Brom being the portal king this offseason. We'll do that on the show for tomorrow but that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show everyone have a great day we'll see you right back here very soon